in the party, Richter! Alright, hello everybody. So, with our last episode on collateral damage, it went a little long, but at the end we had some uh, great content we didn't want to cut out. So we're doing our first little bonus episode. So, it's going to be a little shorter than the normal episodes. So, we're going to do this intro a little shorter as well. But uh, Aaron's not here. We actually have a special guest. Um, it is uh, actually Johan Schwarzenegger, which is uh, your Arnold's cousin, correct? Yes, I am und cousin of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's uh, how how aren't, how aren't you? Uh, I, I'm good, thanks, thanks, thank Johan. You. Thank so, you for having me on your own show. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Well, thanks for joining us. So, uh, tell me a little bit, bit about yourself. Uh, in your relationship well, I am, I am Arnold's cousin. My name is Johan, I think. Yes, it's Johan. Um, <laughs> we have known each other. We've actually never met each other. Um, we, I hope to one day meet him, but you know, it's, it's, uh, he's a very busy gentleman and so am I. I, he weight lifts. I, um, lift weights. If that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if it does. Uh, no, that doesn't really translate yes it's kind of the same English. thing as what people say they always like but well, it's the same thing johan but i am like no i i work a forklift that we lift the weights up and then we put them on the trucks oh. that take them to arnold oh so you lift the weights to send arnold for, for his him to lift those his, weights for, for his weight lifting yes yeah oh yeah. well that's that's cool uh, i didn't know he had like a whole thing set up to just particularly get his weights yeah like yeah. you know he just doesn't buy them at the store like no, the no, rest of his jabronis no the the vets only are uh they are how do you say they are imported direct the, from austria from oh. his hometown of yes i can't uh, from his hometown oh. yes so he lives oh that's not your hometown i take it no it's, it's exactly it. it's it's his hometown um, i am from i am actually from um ohio originally yes yeah um, but he oh. is from austria like, oh. i mean as i i am austrian um, as well but you know yeah well um Thanks for joining us. Uh, this this episode was a very 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 um the, uh, the accent keeps going in it goes out but you know yeah um, well when you spend a lot of time in Ohio and Austria you know like I I get it you know it's called code switching you know it happens to a lot of yeah. people so uh, understandable um, but I very much like this yeah. uh, this special it it a little bonus episode as you will. It uh, has the yeah. 9-11 stuff. It is, it is very... Uh, yeah, uh, we think it's a, a good episode. You know, it's a little more serious than we, we usually do. Um, you know, it's a continuation of the movie review, but it's kind of a broader sense of the, you know, post-9-11 America and, like, within the first year and how it dealt with this movie. So, um, you know, we're keeping this intro serious. That's uh, so why we brought in um johan here yeah and uh yeah so i mean i want to say be prepared to laugh because you know awesome aaron and myself are hilarious uh you have laura and i'm sure if you yeah oh yeah and of course laura and i'm sure if aaron were here he would he would agree um but it is a little more serious so uh Yes, it, it so, that is, and plus um, the Ninja Turtles, who are very, very big in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were big everywhere, Johan. Um, well, at least in America. I, 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 I was actually in Ohio, so I grew up with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh sweet. Who was your favorite turtle? France. France? The, who who you, you call Leonardo. Oh, that was my, that was my favorite, too. Uh, so... Um, yeah, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I knew uh, we were at the grocery store with my mom and my brother, and I saw this girl I knew from school, and she had like a Ninja Turtle sticker um, from one of the vending machines. Uh, so I was like, hey, how did you get that? Because, you know, I, I'm an idiot, and I didn't think she actually like, put a quarter in. She's like, yeah, I just stuck my hand up there and like grabbed it out of there. I'm like, what? You can do that? So I went and did that, but I got my hand stuck, and 
then my mom was done like checking out she's like come on let's go and i'm like uh i can't like my hand's stuck and she thinks i'm fucking around so she goes over there and tries to like yank my hand out i'm like ow that hurts and then she's like all right well let me just try to like twist a little twisty thing um and that of course you know started yeah, crunching my fingers up your hand yeah exactly um so they had to call the fire department you know they put a bag over my head when they broke the little fiberglass thing uh and then afterwards the fireman was uh pretty cool and he's like all right um which sticker do you want and i'm like uh, leonardo duh and this motherfucker gives me michelangelo and i was pissed because that was my Why? brother's favorite turtle why even ask who you want if you do not know the turtles that's what i'm saying uh oh, lord yeah, so actually to bring it back to that story connects to everything we talk about in the collateral damage thing. We got a, um, a quarter machine thing, like you talked about with my briefcase. We got the Ninja Turtles. We got Firemen. Uh, yeah, Southern California. Well, um, that was like your very own little Christmas story. Like moment of put the, the tongue on, on the pole. Oh, yeah. That was like, yes, you know, because you were a little stupid kid who stuck the hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Now, as an adult, putting your tongue on a pole is means a little, a little different than it did when we were kids. But, you know, um, that's what happens when you grow up. So the dirty joke. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Johan. Uh, anyhow, um, I hope you enjoy this uh, bonus episode. Um we sure did. And make sure to like the subscribe button and smash the life button or whatever the fuck people say. Make sure to do that. And give us like five stars and source. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Johan did. So if you want to be like a Schwarzenegger, you, flex. you do that. Flex the stars. Pump some iron. Exactly. Uh, and real quick, guys. Uh, I know with this episode... Uh, the full-length one and this bonus one coming up. We've had some sound difficulties. That one's on me. Got a new mic. Also, I'm what's eh, got what the doctors call a case of being a fucking idiot. So I apologize. Um, it's a little hard to hear. We've did the best we could to to manage it, but from here on out, they'll be sounding a lot better. Hopefully, this interview with Johan sounds good, and that's how they'll sound the rest of the time. But Bear with us for the end of this collateral damage episode. Want, you want to get a little taste? Because if I have to. Yeah, with that attitude, it's not going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So, finish up the trivia real fast. Um, so, there was, like, a lot of research for this movie, which the thing is, is, like, 99% of it having to do with September 11th. Which, uh, alright. So, uh, first off, according to IMDb, after the terrorist attacks of the U- of the U.S. on uh, September 11th, Warner, Brother- Warner Brothers pulled all advertising of the film, which had included a mock newspaper clipping alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger's face featuring the word bombing and the tagline, what would you do if you lost everything? So I guess pulling all that stuff and delaying the film cost them $3 million in already spent marketing costs. And then the, the marketing choices they did end up making were just kind of like, strange after that because you guys saw that featurette which like maybe it's just me but it kind of seems like they pushed the whole this movie is now more relevant now than ever sort of thing and like seems like they kind of use the attacks as a promotional device and yeah it's like just because some of the stuff that arnold says and director andrew davis says are kind of like damn like learn to fucking read the room guys (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, um, I want to pick my words here wisely, but I probably won't. But uh, for that type of movie, it was unfortunate timing. Yes, that's ex- it. And yes. I'm not going to feel sorry for like a fucking movie studio or anything, but like just the fact that it was basically set to release October 5th, and then you know the attacks on September 11th happened, which is kind of, I don't know a bad situation and it could never really be looked at the same but they also just spent 85 million dollars on a thing so yeah so they had to do it eventually and i guess they were gonna lose five million more if they would have waited a year so they released it when they could but 
like just just the stuff that they did. Okay, so there's a CNN interview that I found where Andrew Davis, the director, claims at least twice again that the uh, film is more important and significant because of what happened in New York. He's asked if the marketing campaign was changed at all following the events of September 11th, and he kind of dodges the question by saying that the movie was screened in L.A., and then an actress that attended told him the movie has a lot of heart, and that, quote, women have responded to this film. It's not exploitive. It's not an exploitive film, exploitive film in that sense, but it doesn't actually address the question. So <laughs> then the interviewer asks him about the mar- if the marketing, marketing is appropriate because it features the tagline, there's nothing more dangerous than a man with nothing less to, left to lose. And the fact that Schwarzenegger is playing a firefighter and he dodges that question by basically giving a quick summary of the movie. And which, which kind of sucks because like when the other interviews I've seen with him actually seem like he really was like kind of a little bit passionate. Cause he went to, he, he talks about going to Columbia like when he was younger and he saw how stuff is going there. And he, it seems like he really did kind of want to make a movie that, like kind of dealt with that a little bit. It was just bad fucking timing with stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically all you can really say about this movie. You know, it's hard to view it. Like, I don't, I don't know if we watched it on September 9th, 2001, like how different it would be to watch it like after that. But, you know, there's not really any way to do that. So it's just kind of always just stuck in that, that lens of, Post nine eleven America, it's not really in a way to kind of get out of it. Yeah. Then, so, I, I'm I'm curious, Aaron. I don't know if you encountered this. I looked a little bit, but didn't find anything. I know it was set to release less than a month after nine eleven, but since it was pushed back several months, do you know were there any changes made to the actual okay. movie? Okay. So, to yeah. Marketing, so, sure, but to the actual movie, there was, uh, there was a couple things that I that I had that were just clips, but you guys already watched that stuff. So whatever. And it was just basically like the stuff they say before I get to that, sorry, the stuff they say was just like him, like with Arnold, basically this producer setting him up. And then Arnold basically, did you, you guys watch the whole featurette or no? Yeah. Okay. With him basically like dunk it on like someone who he's like, Oh, well when you try like, like the fact that they don't take revenge on, which I was just like, I, there was just a lot of stuff. I'm like, how would you guys think this is a good idea to like release? But whatever. Anyway, so uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Before I get to that, which I guess I have something on that what they cut. But before I get that, the second thing that I want to say was the other strange way they decided to promote it, which I guess Arnold donated a million dollars to the Twin Towers Fund, which is awesome. But from the way that Newsweek, the Newsweek article that I found worded it, it kind of makes it sound like he did it sort of as a promotional thing for the movie, like to try to kind of like garner like goodwill for the movie. And because of that, though, he was added to the board of directors. Uh, the article then goes on to complete shit all over Rudy Giuliani for basically being a shill, a shill for That's fair. like the. I'm, I'm he, fine with anything shitting on. Rudy well, Giuliani. yeah, but it was way different like back then. So like. He was head of the Twin Towers Fund, and I guess he attended, like, a big gala, like, a screening of the movie with Arnold and came out, like, calling it, like, a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So that made him look like an asshole because uh, he, like, really came down hard when he was mayor about profiteering off of that stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, he was, like, shutting down street vendors that were trying to sell pirated World Trade Center stuff. Like, near Ground Zero. Yeah, but he also, like, if you talk to anybody from New York at the time... Rudy Giuliani was the biggest fucking profiteer off that shit. Yes, exactly. So that's so that's what the guys. He was the one like anybody put a camera in his face, like he was the one to fucking talk to people. Like he was just like loving the limelight of being like the American hero. Yeah, his whole his whole thing about not profiteering off of it was performative. Yes. To profiteer off of it. Yes. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, you guys don't get to do that. That's my corner, right? <laughs> you guys stay away from that shit, right? You fucking scumbags. I'm the only one that can do that. Maybe I'm the only too. scumbag in this room. Yeah. Then it's it's just sure. funny how like stuff turned from then till now to where it's like obviously now obvious now, but like back then it was kind of like, oh, what's he doing? So the president of the the uh, New York City Police Union and the spokesman for the city's EMTs both came out pretty much condemning what Giuliani did and then calling the, the movie exploitative and that it was, quote, in bad taste 
to promote the film by associating it with the tragedy of September 11th, which it definitely seems like they made it like a promotional device or whatever, like used it just did from the featurettes that I watched. Yeah. Because the movie itself isn't. No, but, well, it, they didn't have to do the, it that the, way, the, though. Yeah, but the the uh, promotional stuff is yes. a completely different story. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, pretty much after reading that, I was like, this movie kind of never stood a chance with doing anything. And then it was basically... I, rip- have, I have really mixed feelings now because Giuliani said one thing and the uh, NYPD or NY Police, Police Guild Union said something else, and I hate both of those. <laughs> so I don't know what to think anymore. I'm just going to enjoy that it's an Arnold film, all right? It's an Arnold film, and it's ridiculous, and I like it. That's that's what Giuliani said, too. So you're on Giuliani's side. Okay. Good God enough. damn it. No, yeah. I'm not. No, 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 no. Strike that from the record. Let I am not know. on Giuliani's side about anything. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, it was basically ripped to shreds by movie critics who, uh, critics who said basically the same stuff. It has a ninety percent Rotten Tomato score, but strangely enough, is one Wait, of the like one of the best. Re- or nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yep, one of the best sense. reviews for the movie is from Roger Ebert, who gave it three out of four stars, and kind of like from his review, sounds like he sort of feels sorry for the movie, but is also able to recognize that it was made before the attacks happened. So, like, he kind of like reviews it based on that. It's it's funny. I I read that review and I read it without looking at who it was from. I was just like, oh, here's a review, and I didn't realize it was a Roger Ebert review. Yo, so you did read that? Yeah. Doesn't it sound like it feels uh, yeah, bad bad for it? It it does. But the the funny thing I noticed in that review is I thought without knowing who wrote it, I thought that it was like a guy on Tumblr who likes movies. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't it didn't feel like. Like a professional review. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, like, and I've got it up in front of me. I'm like, this feels like a like 19 year old yes. just talking at the world. I feel like he's just a, like he likes Arnold Schwarzenegger and he likes his movies, and so he kind of gave him a break. But like, he if if that was movie became came out before, like if that didn't happen, the the attacks, I feel like he, hopefully he might have been a little harsher with it. But I yeah, but he also kind of. Was big on Eraser. Yes, very big on Eraser. Wait, when did Eraser come out? 96. Okay. So, I mean, we'll get to our ratings later, but I feel this movie's kind of on par with Eraser. Wait, do I need to have a rating? Oh, yes. No one told me this. No, no, you're fine. It's just, it's just, we'll we'll get that. It's it's easy. So, uh, uh, okay, so this, this, the second. The second piece of trivia I found was uh, what what Laura was mentioning about if if there was anything cut. And so I guess there was supposed to be a a scene featuring Sofia Vergara in it. But her scene was cut out because her character hijacks a plane. Oh, yeah. 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 So I tried to find a little bit more information about exactly what happens in that scene. But I got kind of like sidetracked and started like going on kind of like a deep dive sort of thing because i started Did you just start looking on bing for sofia vivera uh yes but then after that <laughs> i kind of started to see how like it, how much stuff like those attacks affected everything like there's a whole week of wikipedia en- entry about the changes that were made to different films and television after that which one that one that kind of stood out to me was uh back to the future whenever it's aired on tv any reference to the Libyans uh, being terror, like from being terrorists, got changed to them being nationalist, which whatever. But then they also cut out the scene of him shooting, of them shooting Doc, which I feel like is the plot point. But mm. um, yeah, huh. but they just call them nationalists. What was that? Yeah, they called they them Libyan Libyan nationalists instead of terrorists. Oh, I okay. Yeah, so they they don't they're okay with them being Libyan. It's just not terrorists. Yeah, but then like there's the old Spider-Man trailer, which I'm sure you've seen that they shelved. Yep. And Speaking what, of that computer at your parents' old uh, parents' old house, I remember you and I watching that uh, after trailer on there. I think we de- downloaded it on Kazaa or something. After yeah. or before? 
after. Okay. And yeah, they, they took it out because they had the towers in it. And then just like looking through stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't realize like how much in, like an impact it had on the entertainment. And then also I didn't like, that wasn't really a, like when I thought of New York, that wasn't really anything I thought of. Like those two, that those towers were never anything I thought of. It was always like anything I associated with New York was Statue of Liberty and the Empire State Building, basically. Like I knew they were there, but I didn't know they were as like iconic or whatever as they were, which I guess, I don't, I don't know if like would it would have been any building that got destroyed. Like it would have been like, oh, you all, you all of a sudden start to see like, I don't know. Well, I think I think at least part of it was just even if you don't know those particular buildings, like if you see a skyline of New York City, they were prominent. Yeah, it's just so, they were, yeah, I think they were the tallest so, ones. You know, and on all on all of the you know city merch that ever goes anywhere, where it's the skyline of a city, it is now different than it was. Yeah, 20 years true. Ago. Different yeah. and not being added to, but as in something has been removed, which yeah. is pretty for a city skyline. Yeah, and it's like anything with the San Francisco skyline. It's got the Transamerica building. And I guess Seattle's got the Space Needle. Yeah. Which is even downtown, but whatever. Um, it's, I think like the Twin Towers were just kind of... That's how you recognized what skyline it was. Yeah. Just because it has... Yeah, okay. So then I found a Vox article that kind of mentioned... Which I completely forgot about, like how completely, like it was talking about the changes that happened after 9-11 and I just completely forgot how like completely fucked the Dixie Tricks career was after they started, they talked shit about George W. Bush and the war. Yeah. Which. Yeah, that was the whole thing. At the time I was kind of like, whatever, because I don't pay attention to anything. But from, they they were, apparently they were like the best selling all-female band in U.S. history ever, which. It's just insane, like, how quickly people turned on her when you had people like Toby Keith. And uh, by the way, I'm totally willing to cut this out because this just ends up with me ranting about stuff. But Toby Keith and Alan Jackson making, like, a fucking profit off of those attacks by releasing songs about it, which just seemed, like, shitty and shitty as fuck. But they were totally okay with that. They were shitty songs. They were just bad music. Aside from anything else, it was bad music. (laughs) But then, like... Yeah, like... The, boot up your ass. Exactly, like more so for Toby Keith than Alan Jackson, because at least Alan Jackson's songs were supposed to be a tribute, whereas Toby Keith was just fucking nationalistic garbage that he was using to like. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a bunch of bullshit. Well, hey, anyone want to take a guess what the difference was? With what? Why two of them got like praised and? Oh, because they were praising it, and she was. They were like the. Oh, you don't think it was? It would have been. If the same songs and attitude or whatever had come out between those with, with those three artists, it still would have been the Dixie Dixie Chicks that got shot on. If they would have came out with the uh, with the pro America song, yeah, because then it would have been like, hey, why are you trying to profiteer off this like tragedy? Why are you trying to, you know, they, then they would have gotten that, which Tony Keith should have gotten, but yeah. he didn't. I don't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I think because like the Dixie Chicks, which people fucking you, they were like, yeah. I love them. They're great. But they were like, we're ashamed that George W. Bush is from Texas. Like, that's what they said at a concert. They, they was, like, granted, they said it in thing. England, but still, come on, man. Like, you, you got it. Like, it, I don't and know. That was, which good for them. That but. was at a live concert. It wasn't even at like a recorded thing on like a CD. That was just like at one live show. And back in. 2002 or whatever this was it's not like that shit was live streamed everywhere at the point yeah but I think I guarantee you if like fucking piece of shit Toby Keith did the same thing that would yeah the same thing would have happened I I think they probably would have forgiven him unlike they did the Dixie Chicks I don't think the Dixie Chicks apologized by the way we well good they shouldn't I know I'm just saying like just, just just to just to couch all of this, they are now just the chicks that that was changed over the summer. Yeah. Well, it's better than their original name, which is the Chicks with Dixie. So. <laughs> okay, so. Well, and then like. Sorry, that's a, I, that's a John Stewart joke. I uh, my own joke. So in that article, they also mentioned that um, 
they were talking about how Natalie Maines, which is the lead singer, she was going off about about Trump because of how this fan supported him. But he basically like the way he was like basically like sicking people on Hillary Clinton. She was like what she said was basically like, you're fucking OK with that. But I can't say shit. She pretty much called him a bunch of hypocrites like the country music scene, which which is true yeah so she's not wrong yeah uh but basically it seemed like i didn't realize how completely like patriotic entertainment turned and kind of shied away from any sort of war movie like big destruction movies like independence day for a few years uh they kind of made like only light-hearted stuff which with basically like anything that reminded them of 9-11 not doing so well at the box office office which obviously like saw but uh and then they started removing stuff like the towers from from like home alone 2 or like zoolander and then we lost out on our true lies sequel because of it because and a force gump sequel because they're like it's not relevant anymore like which whatever we lost out on true lies too yeah james cameron said that, that they like they were planning it but then they stopped because they said terrorists aren't i think you just what? broke joe's heart uh, I know I was when I saw that I was uh, yeah but uh, and then I read on the Wikipedia page that the first Bourne movie had stuff in it that Matt Damon and Doug Liman insisted on reshooting because they didn't want to convey uh, that the CIA the CIA is being villains in case it was seen as anti-American like everybody was very like Hollywood kind of like I don't know they they could tell it's I, I honestly don't remember it being like that but I didn't pay attention to shit uh, I didn't pay attention much, but I remember it very much. Like I, I remember every, I remember everybody being like, "Yeah, fucking get them, those terrorists." But like, I don't know. But so there was an interesting thing that I found out about the Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, it says the producers were w- wary of offending the ticket buying public. Not attempt, not all attempts at forcing Hollywood to bow to the sensibilities of audiences were taken seriously. Prior to the release of the second Lord of the Rings film in 2002, someone began an online petition calling for Peter Jackson and New Line Cinema to change the title of the adaptation of the uh, movie from its original name, The Two Towers. The title, and this is a quote uh, from them, the title is clearly meant to refer to the attacks on the World Trade Center. The petition author wrote, in this post-September 11th world, it is unforgivable that, these, that this should be allowed to happen. The idea is both defensive and morally repugnant. And then it says the filmmakers didn't buy it, nor did the many who uh, created snarky counter petitions against it uh, from the censoring the title of the book, which was published in 1954. So it was yeah. just like, uh, it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Tolkien totally was, <laughs> he Tolkien was, a was fortune teller behind 9-11. Yeah. He was, he was the real, you know, everybody's Bush like, Thomas. yeah, Bush did 9-11. No, it was Tolkien, dog. He fucking had that shit planned out for fifty years, but it just Money. it just seemed so like everyone in Hollywood, except for the people that were working on collateral damage, knew that it was super taboo to not knock, like to not do anything to exploit that. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, well, I think it's always different when there's a movie like in the bag and about to be released versus. Okay, yes, after that, you aren't going to start a new project like that. That's insane. But that, like, little window of, like, we already fucking finished this yeah, kind of thing. Like, I I mean, shit, I remember there was a, uh, this is vaguely related, like, there was a, a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode that they delayed a year because it involved a, sh- a school shooting, and it was supposed to air originally, like, a week after Columbine. Yeah. So, like, that, that was done. That was in the bag. Like, that was edited, approved, it was ready to air, just like I imagine pretty much this movie was. But they put it off. And I feel like that's different than anything that is, you know, in the works or has not yet been like fully realized or whatever after a turning point like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh did they end up airing that episode? Uh yes, but it was super out of order. It was supposed to be kind of making up the numbers it was supposed to be maybe like episode eight in the season but it ended up being episode like 19 okay like or something like, they, like 
yeah, they, they pushed it back several months. I actually, originally it may have actually aired after the season finale. Yeah. But as a like, hey, like an extra episode episode, I guess. Uh, but in everything now, it's in the original order. But yeah, it was delayed at least months, if not a full year. Yeah. Uh, after it was supposed to air. Um. So, uh, in his in the book, Arnold Schwarzenegger says that the uh, that fall, I blocked out two weeks to promote my latest action movie, Collateral Damage, which was scheduled to be released October fifth. This was just one of hundreds of millions of plans that had, cha- had to change in the aftermath of September eleventh. Any other year, collateral damage would have, he's being very positive right now, would have been an exciting big budget action entertainment, but after 9-11, it just didn't work. When collateral damage debuted the following February, it felt both irrelevant and painful to watch in the light of actual events. The irony in making, in that, the irony was in that making the film, the producers had this big debate about whether firefighting was a macho enough profession for an action hero. That was one question that the real life heroism at Ground Zero put to rest. But... Like a, something else I've written down is just like it's it's weird how like and I don't I don't whatever I'm like I don't mean to shit on like I, I like I like this country I like living here but it's like it's weird that like somewhere between then and again keep in mind I didn't really pay I don't did not pay attention to shit from until like a couple of years ago but from then until now it seems like being super patriotic and pro American kind of flipped from being a good thing to a bad thing possibly because of who or what it's associated with now. Like, yeah. Which just, which is I, unfortunate. But yeah. True. But I, I, yeah, I have nowhere I was going with that. It was just, like I said, me ranting for a little while. Yeah. I mean, when, when nine 11 happened, I was 12, I think. So I was old enough to know what was going on, but young enough that I was not aware of, of shit. But I, I imagine it might be something along the lines of if in two years somebody makes a, uh, a virus wipes out the world movie. Yeah. Like like not, not acknowledging like what has happened recently. Yeah. I mean, and it started like, on a Schwarzenegger. Okay. I'm like, okay. Oh shit. I, would, I mean, I would watch the <laughs> fuck out of that. Personally, I would still, I would still watch the fuck out of it, absolutely. But it's, it's like it that 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 point of like, well, it was already made, but still releasing it at this point feels kind of tone deaf. I mean, are we doing that right now with, with the, the new stand? stand? Yes, and that's exactly with, what I was thinking with what? as I was talking. The stand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 mini series or limited series or whatever based on the Stephen King novel. So Joe and I watched the original miniseries a few months ago. It was definitely during the, you know, like super shutdown. Yeah. Now, I and I mean that was one thing because it was in '93, I think that came out. But the one that just the the first episode just aired like a week or two ago, and it's yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm saying a week or two. Days are meaningless. <laughs> they are meaningless. I don't know what day it is. Uh, yes, I think that was that was just yesterday. We watched it, and I think it aired that day. Um, I don't know. And somehow, maybe that 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 feels different somehow. I don't know. That didn't bug me. That was. Uh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I was trying to as I was writing this, I was like, okay, this is just turning into a rant <laughs> like because at first it started off like okay cool i got facts and i got this and it's like heading into and but then like the more i was reading about it it just and then and then there was another thing on that vox thing which was talking about how like uh americans have um like uh amnesia syndrome or whatever as far as the the amount the amount that think they supported the war and uh, compared to the amount that they actually like were polling back then that supported the war. So, like, there's more that were like, oh, no, fuck that war, when it was very, like... It's just weird how pro everything was then, which was, again, fun. I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious, was it... Did people think it was higher then than it is now, or was it... Uh, it's uh, higher... No, it's lower now. Like, they, they think that they... also need the Vox article, but they uh, think that they weren't supporting it, but they... Uh, 
the polling back then was it was very everyone was very in like favor yeah in favor of the war and because it kind of made you like look that like look like unpatriotic to not support the president the war all that stuff and being patriotic was such a good thing which again makes sense because it did bring people together unless they're like hate criming people but like yeah except for you know if you're fucking Muslim. yeah exactly so like Seriously. i i don't know it's but okay okay one last question to bring it around real fast but do you guys do do you think there's any way or anything they could have done to promote like promotion wise or anything that would have helped the movie not like do okay and not tank basically no release it a month earlier <laughs> okay i think that would have helped yeah like before no he means like before like uh oh yeah okay i thought you meant a month earlier than like in january did i was like in january <laughs> how would that have um i i don't know nothing that i can think of but i mean again i was 12 when this came out okay I, so i i i have very little context for how the world was yeah. at that point but same i, I think it's just too, way too self-absorbed now it just at that now point. it just seems like a fucking fun, ridiculous ass movie. Yeah. But at the time. Yeah, I mean, aside from like reshooting a lot of scenes, like with some sort of kind of almost sympathetic like terrorism stuff, you know, like yeah, if they cut out like the reasons why, uh, you know, Crimson G. Wait, no, not Crimson Jihad. Uh, El Wolfo. <laughs> yeah. Um, was doing what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was just like, hey, look, this guy's brown and blowing up stuff. He's bad. We gotta send Arnie to go kick his ass. Like, that might have, you Do know. you think at the time it was looked at as sympathetic, though? I mean... Because I look at it that way now, but I I have a hard time imagining that's how it was at the time. Well, they- well I think you look at the difference between, you know... Uh, Crimson Jihad and True Lies and and uh, you know um, the Gorillas El, El Wolfo yeah like uh, in True Lies they're just like bad terrorist guys you know there's kind of no redeeming quality to them um, says that one guy who runs out of batteries while filming I feel bad for that guy <laughs> like, batteries like we'll get some more I always feel bad for that guy anyhow um but I, there's like you know there, there's not not any sort of uh, it's very black and white when it comes to that. That's like a far better movie. Like True Lies is fucking yeah. amazing. But when it comes to like the terrorist situation, like they're terrorists, they're bad. Yeah. There's at no point in this entire thing do I agree with them except when he doesn't kill the guy who you know runs out of batteries. Um, in this one, you know, you can kind of like see some points. Like yeah, like. You got fucking Casey Jones over here coming blowing up your village, like yeah. America's coming in and like To them, we're the terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Which is the whole point of I am legend, but that's a different story. Um but yeah, like we're the terrorists, so there's kind of a little bit of that. If it were just like, you know, uh El Wolfo fucking blows up Arnie's kids, um and he goes it's funny. You don't uh-huh. really see him. I like to kill kids. Yeah. You don't really see him. He shoves yeah, a snake terrorist. down someone's throat. Yeah, and he's just like, we gotta catch this gringo and, I don't know, put a snake down his throat or something. So... I'm, I'm in a snakes now, uh, and Arnie just goes and he's like, ah, you die now! And he, like, hits him with an axe. The movie's, like, 45 minutes. We call yeah. it a day. Like, different story. But since there's a little bit of that kind of gray area of, like, yeah. you know, uh, El Wolfo's old wife, or old wife, his previous wife died, kid, wife and kid died, and now he's a terrorist because of that. You're kind of doing the same thing, Ernie. There's a little bit of that, like, Yeah, that's what shit. the director was saying, like, uh, violence begets violence or whatever. But... Yeah, they said that They said that in the, the feature that we watched, which yeah. I imagine is the the one that, that you watched and that was that's such an interesting thing to me because to, to me all I heard when they were saying that is if you kill my family then I will bring violence upon you but that doesn't look at what brought that upon the violence that begat that violence yeah it's 
it's like turtles. It's violence all the way down. Yeah. I I think you I think you did fix the problem, Joe. If you took out if you took out the uh the scene of her telling Arnold that uh his the wolf's kids dies died, and if you took out that scene about with the wolf saying uh the line that Laura said about the like basically cut that scene. Why do, why do peasants have? Guns? Yeah, cut that scene. Yeah, yeah. Like cut that little line, and then they just seem like complete bad guys. So take out the humanity. Yeah, exactly. You take out the humanity, and <laughs> yeah. you, you fix the movie. <laughs> then there you go. Yeah, and maybe not have like Casey Jones just being like, uh, going commando, getting a war boner. Not, not yeah, yeah not, K- not in the cool Arnold way. But Casey like, Jones was the whole thing because I thought he was the bad guy for so much of the movie, and it turns out he wasn't the bad guy. He was just a dick. Isn't he though, Laura? Isn't he? Yeah, no, he kind of is the bad guy, but not like the bad guy of the movie. He's not the big bad. He's yeah. like a medium bad. Uh, speaking of Buffy, you know where that term came from? Medium bad? Big bad. It no. came from Buffy? It came from, Bu- it came from oh. Buffy. Huh. Every season they did big bad. Buffy said it in season one. Hmm. And it, it became like a thing. Hmm. So. There you go. I think the I think the, um, that and then the them not using the a national tragedy pr- to promote it probably would have you know helped. But yeah, yeah, it's like you know, in a world where terrorists kill his family, one man Arnold Schwarzenegger has to take revenge. Maybe make it more like Taken. Yeah, yeah. that would have helped. Okay, so blown up. No, that's bad. Uh, any any final thoughts on the movie? Hope hopefully that didn't affect your. Um, I I I have a thing. Uh, so we kind of already spoiled this a little bit, talking about both Francesca and Cliff Curtis, uh, but Francesca Neri and Cliff Curtis, who played uh, Serena and Claudio the Wolf, and then the other main named Colombian character of John Leguizamo, who played a. Felix, John Leguizamo. I think. Oh. What? He wasn't playing himself. He was, yeah. He, he was playing himself as Felix. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> John Leguizamo as John Leguizamo as Felix. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so of these three main named Colombian characters, um, any guesses as to who is actually Colombian? Nobody. Yeah. Because John Leguizamo is what Cuban or Puerto Rican? No, he's. Puerto Rican, but he's actually, I just looked it up, so. God damn it, Joe. Yeah. You stealing I, my thunder? Sorry, yeah. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. All right. No, no, it wasn't you. It was, it was, no, well, it was I, I, I know what he is. I don't know what she is, but I don't know what the other guy is. Oh, yeah. No, I, never mind. No, uh, I, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so Francesca Neri's Italian. Uh, Cliff Curtis is uh, New Zealand from the indigenous peoples there. John Leguizamo has always said he is Puerto Rican, and if he's going to say that, then who the fuck am I to argue with it? But there's actually a little more to it. So he was born in Bogota, in Colombia. Uh, his, uh, according to Leguizamo, his paternal grandfather was Italian and Puerto Rican, and so he has always kind of said, like, I am, I'm, I'm half Puerto Rican, like on my father's side. But then a few years ago, uh, his dad was like, Yeah, so my dad isn't Colombian, or sorry, my dad isn't Puerto Rican. He's Colombian, so. We're actually not Puerto Rican literally at all. Uh, so there's a little bit of a, a friction there based on uh, which person you talk to about where they are from. But he was he was born in Colombia, and uh, he claims Puerto Rico as, as his people. So depends on how you want to look at it. But he's the, he's the closest one to Colombian of the three main named Colombian characters. So he's Colombian, like Arnold is American in this movie? Yes, Arnold is American in this movie. Uh, No, yeah, when I think of, like, Puerto Ricans, I think of Rosie Perez and John Leguizamo. (laughs) So, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez. Hold on, I have it written down. This is how you say it. He was the... Hold on, do it again. Maori. Maori, I think? Maori. That's what I said earlier. No, earlier... I said Maori, Maori. but that's what I said. I said said Maori. Maori. So, really weird robotic voice. 
is. Yeah. Maori. It says Ma. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Liguizamo was uh, selected as the Puerto Rican Day Parade Global Ambassador of the Arts. So Puerto Rico was like, hey, you're one of us. Well, so he's Puerto Rican. So, I mean, in, 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 yeah. in, in my head, he's, he's Puerto Rican. But he was born in Colombia, which is more Colombian than the person from Italy and the person from New Zealand. The, the yeah. Maori. Ma- Maorian. Ma- Ma- the hey, the yeah, guy from New Zealand. Eat. I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, person from the indigenous peoples of New Zealand. <laughs> okay, that works. I can say all of those words and they're accurate, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. And as somebody who struggles with their own cultural identity, I guess. You want to be Puerto Rican? Just Puerto Rican. Yeah. Cool. Wait, did you guys did you guys want to do credit stuff or no? I, I didn't take any notes. I just remember we paused at some point during the credits and there was like somebody named Buzzcut and somebody named Benny and then shit. Did you write this one, Joe? Down Joe? There yeah. was the really long one. Yeah. What is that? Okay, so uh going through the credits, you know, I got a thing where I like to um look at names and Think they're funny, you know? Like, if there's, like, Dick Wood shows up because I'm a mature <laughs> adult, as you probably picked up from uh, earlier in the episode. Um, this one, uh, not a lot of good ones. Uh, there was a character named Buzzcut, uh, which is pretty cool. And then there's a bunch of, actually, Laura brought this up, a bunch of, like, random names, like Benny. Like, I don't know who the fuck Benny is. That was, like, way down at the bottom. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, Benny was played by that guy? Um... <laughs> Benny. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody whose name was just uh, Doralicia. Like, not not the like character the, name, but like the person's name. The first name was Dora? Or... No, like, just their entire name is, you know, blah blah blah. I was played by Doralicia. Huh. That's it. Okay. Maybe it's a dog. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there was another character. Uh, Gorilla Motorist, a.k.a. River Rat. Yeah, that one. What? <laughs> that's that's yeah. what he's credited as. Gorilla Motorist, a.k.a. Uh, River Rat. I'm sorry, I fucked that up. It's Gorilla Motorista, yes. a.k.a. River Rat. <laughs> it's like, alright. Um, and the only other one that I saw that was cool was uh, Bonnie Dombrowski. She was like, hey, I'm Detective Bonnie Dombrowski. It, it, it sounds like a... something from uh, that, that set, uh, Saturday Night Live bit with uh, the Bears guys. With Chris Farley, he's like, oh, "Hey, yeah. fucking Bron- Bronny Dombrowski's here, huh? All right." Yeah. Okay. I, I think any uh, any Owski just like <laughs> immediately a detective. Hey, like yeah, <laughs> I'm Laura Pudlowski, detective on the case. You know, like a film noir sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like ow. just like the grizzled cop veteran, you know. Yeah. So it's sort of like a football player, like Frank Ragnow. Like, hey. Actually, okay. Weird story. Frank Ragnow. Great name, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm Officer Frank Ragnow. Uh, this motherfucker broke his, like, his thorax, like, in the first quarter of a game last week. He plays center for the Lions. Larynx? I think no, thorax like, is, is what a bug has. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I should look at it. Uh, sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This motherfucker fractures his throat in the first quarter of the game <laughs> and plays the entire game. Frank Ragnow, like how? I'm how detective. does one fracture their throat? I don't know. It's probably some bullshit. Like some guy. Cry chopped him in the throat and nobody called a penalty because they don't do that on the Lions. I was going Jesus. to wonder if it was going to be a, a rough call. Um, yeah. But this guy, I, and which is weird because like centers are usually the one like, hey, you know, 52 is the mic, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know how you fracture your throat, play an entire game, and do not talk anymore? I don't know. Anyways, Frank Ragnow and Bonnie Trombowski, they're like, you know, they're partners, they're cops. You know, they're going through the streets of fucking Detroit, dealing with some rough shit. They've seen it all, you know? But they're they're a little bit of a loose cannon. But they get the job done. 
That's just really important. Um, Gotta have a loose cannon. Yeah. I mean, Arnold was a fucking loose cannon of a firefighter in this movie. Like, That's true. That is, that is I, true. I, Casey Jones, I think, was kind of a loose cannon of an FBI agent. Yes. Yeah, but he was like a bad loose cannon. CIA, yeah. Sorry. It's like, you're okay. a loose cannon, Casey Jones. But, like, he's not he's not out to, like, you know, get the job done, like, bringing the bad guys loose cannon. He's just, like... He's out to kill some Yeah, guys. I'm just gonna blow shit up, loose cannon. Do you think that maybe um, some Colombians killed the Ninja Turtles and he's just, like, out for revenge ever since? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I wrote it, but I didn't write it down. And I was like, don't mention that, because that's stupid, but I've had just <laughs> enough to drink to mention it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what happened to April O'Neil? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what if she was on the case in Colombia or some shit? You know, she moved up to wor- World News, and she was like, the gorilla's over here, like, they moved along, and then, boom, airstrike, dead. And Casey Jones is like, you know what? I'm tired of fucking playing hockey. I'm gonna join the CIA. I'm gonna get these Colombian bastards. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so involved, because he's getting um, revenge for April. Exactly. Which is unfortunate, because that was, like, a couple of people, and he's just like, fuck this whole country. Well, yeah, there's cool. there's friends. They're turtles in a half shell. Yeah, turtle power. I mean, you know, there's not that many like teenage. There's not that many like turtles that are ninjas, but also mutant, and also in the teenage years. You know, there's some in their like thirties. There's some like they didn't even get to live their know, whole toddlers. Life. Yeah, there's not many in that like teenage range right there, and those climbing bastards killed them. So. uh... Thank you for making me sympathize with Casey Jones. I do agree with what he did now. I wasn't sure at first, but okay. Yeah.